Hey everybody, welcome to the One More Thing podcast. Uh, it's been a little while, been a few weeks since we've done this, but uh, but we're back. Last time, last time I think it was just me. I think you were feeling you had COVID. Mm-hmm. That's we've right. Had a, we had a fun February. <laughs> yes, we That's did. What we'll call it? Fun, fun February. Fun February. Yes. COVID and stomach bugs. I know some of y'all have been having all the fun this winter too. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we are just uh, just a statistic when it comes to all of that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we're back for this week. Uh, Todd Stewart, our youth guy, he led the uh, he did the sermon for this past week, and he's in the middle of a series through First John. And near the end of his sermon this past week, he talked about he said something about that we need to fall in love more in love with God, and it it was true in in the context of his sermon. If you haven't heard it, uh, check it out on the podcast and on our YouTube page. Um, but he talked about falling more in love with God, but because it was something that we should do, it was, near the, it was like an application, this is something we should do, it wasn't the main point of his sermon, he didn't elaborate on that a whole lot, and, which is fine, but we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about that a little more, because what stuck with me is the, the instruction to fall more in love with God. And for me, that sounded a little weird in terms of like, can we just decide to fall in love with God or, or a person or anything? Can we just decide to fall in love with things? And uh, especially when you use the term fall in love, that sounds more like a thing that happens to you than something that, that you can, then that's something that you can decide. Uh, so, so we're just going to riff on this a little bit here today. Uh, so as I was thinking about this, uh, there are people in physical people-to-people relationships that do just fall in love right away. It's they, they know, love at first sight kind of a thing. But a lot of times relationships take more time to develop and you kind of fall in love over time. And maybe you see someone and it's like they're more, you're more just friends maybe and, uh, and you don't have this romantic feeling or whatever. But as you, and you have kind of like a familial or a friendship type love, but falling in love with that person may, might happen more over time as you get to know their character, as you get to know their sense of humor, or as you get to know some of their experiences that, that you share together, or uh, just things like that. Over time, you learn their integrity and things. You can fall more in love with a person over time. And I think that's kind of true of God, uh, our relationship with God, sometimes people encounter his forgiveness, right? And, and it's dramatic in their life and they just fall in love with God right away. And um, and and that's great. But some people, like I grew up in a church. I grew up with God. And so there were certain things that I got to know about. I knew that God was loving, but that was kind of an academic understanding, you know, it was a head knowledge thing. But over the years, as I've gotten to know him, as I've gotten to know his faithfulness, as I've gotten to know his forgiveness, his love for me, I've fallen more in love with God. So it's been more of a process. Um, and so as I was thinking about my, my love process with Andrea, you know, like how we, we were kind of friends first, but I, I remember less of our friendship time beforehand. One of my first, I mean, I, I know we knew each other right away as we were music majors together at Messiah University. And, but, but it was her smile. I remember her smile. It was those of you who know Andrea, you can't see we're just an audio podcast here, but uh, her smile just lights up a room. It's, it's, it's big. It's amazing. And, and she flashed me one of those smiles, and I was just—I was, I remember that—that that stuck with me. 
and and so there were things that I loved about Andrea right away, and and we got, of course, we got married, and so there were things, you know, her her kindness, her you know, just all this sort of thing, her 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 beauty, of course, but like. But now we've been together for a while, and over the years, there have been things that I've learned to appreciate about her more that have made me fall more in love with her over time. And actually, Isla just highlighted one of those things the other day. I was I was getting ready for work, and I had everything ready, had my backpack next to the door, and I was taking Bradley to school early, so I was kind of out of my usual leave-the-house routine. So I had the car running because it was cold, so I was like, all right, Bradley, let's go. So we, we take off out the door, and... Andrew kind of yells at me, "Hey, do you do you want your backpack? Or were you leaving? Were you were you leaving everything here on purpose or something like that?" Is what she said. And I was like, "Oh, uh, no, I wasn't. I, I do need all of that." So I ran back in and got the bag. And Isla just kind of looks at me and she goes, "It's a good thing you have a wife, <laughs> because." And what's even funnier about that, and Isla wasn't even around for that, is I did forget my backpack at ho- at home. Like a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago, yeah, and I got all the way to church before I got a call from Andrea saying, "Hey, did you leave this here on purpose?" I'm like, "Shoot, no, I didn't." And so she she came and met me someplace, and we got it. But yeah, it's a good thing I have a wife, and it, it she she's much more organized than I am, much more detail oriented than I am, thinks through things really well, uh, far more process oriented than I am, and so she helps make me a better person and makes my life better and work better by having her with me in my life. So yes, it is a good thing that I have a wife, but not just a wife that I have, Andrea, and it makes me fall more in love with her over the years. So now that Andrea is sufficiently dewy-eyed and all that. I feel like I should gush about you too. That wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't take as long. So... Um... Do you have anything to add about that before we kind of move on to another section here? <laughs> well, my brain's been going in other places. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. She hasn't been listening to me now. is what she no, just said. No, 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 You no, all no, heard no. that. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. So, um, in the context of a long-term relationship, hmm. the feeling of in love can't always be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I've seen. I love right, you very yeah, no, much. No, sure, yeah. But right. and actually, we're coming up on twenty years of marriage this summer, mm-hmm. and there are times when feelings shift, yeah. right? Come, go, yeah. whatever. We were talking about um, <laughs> the fizz in a bottle of soda <laughs> or seltzer. Yeah, it was the other of, day. Kind of a joke with Caden as he was talking about things, but yes. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I think all the fizz has left the pop, is yeah, what Ryan said. Yeah, the fizz has left the pop. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we've been talking about I call wine. soda pop because that's the correct term for it, just okay. for all of you. In case you Eastern don't know. Right, that's what Ryan said. <laughs> so we've been talking about wanting to mark our 20-year anniversary this year, spend a couple of days at least together, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... and, and maybe wanting to rekindle some of the more in love feelings um, as we pull out of just routine, Mm -hmm. right? That takes over life. Um, But then I sort of, I want to apply this to our relationship with God too, Mm. because yes, I think we should try if much as we can try 
to continue to fall in love mm-hmm. with God, but without the expectation of the in love feels all the time. Right. Yeah. Because those will disappoint mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the app, the um, practical applications that we're going to pull out of ways that have drawn our affections toward God over mm-hmm. the years are not necessarily just to feel in love, mm-hmm. right? Um, but a commitment to love that yeah. <clears throat> brings over time a deeper kind of knowledge and intimacy and connection mm-hmm. that's actually better than the initial in love. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Whether it's better or not, it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, yeah. it's hard to beat those those high experiences well, yeah, with another person in your stomach or, and, mm-hmm. or with God, right? At a conference and, a, you know, yeah. there are times when, the yeah. mountaintop experiences. That is, those are hard to beat, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. they can build this expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can't, I, one one expression that I've, I've used a lot is you can only love to the extent that you know. And so there, there's, a, there's a sense that there's a sense in the initial stages of a relationship when maybe you do have the butterflies and stuff that it may feel a little bit better, but your capacity to love grows over time because you know them more. The more you know about someone, the more you have the capacity and the ability to love that person. Um, and so the love that grows may not always feel like the, the butterflies and the, and the everything, uh, but, but it is deeper, and in a sense, in a sense, more real. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that the mm-hmm. emotional stuff isn't real. But so yeah, so so Andrea and I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, just some ways that she and I, as a family and as individuals, have worked on growing our love for God, growing our affections for God, because emotions mm-hmm. are a part of this. Uh, maybe not the central part but they're a part Mm -hmm. so uh so some of the stuff that we uh that we've done so we just wanted to share some of those with you uh one of the things that andrea mentioned was the inspiration and faith of others can be really Mm -hmm. can be really um helpful for for me did you want to elaborate on that a little bit because it kind of is is similar to the next one Mm -hmm. that we have listed there have been times when when faith has felt more of a struggle or um, seasons of drought or dryness um, in my relationship with God. And one of the things that has kind of pulled me through that time is, is the witness of other people is those around me seeing, seeing transformation in them or seeing, their heart can kind of remind me that I'm not crazy. (laughs) Um, This, this is a temporary season. It won't last forever. Hmm. Um, God is faithful. And I I don't know. There's something very hopeful, I think, Hmm. in observing the faith of others. 
in dry times and in not, but like mm-hmm. that it also can just be very yeah. encouraging to hear God working in somebody else. I'm going to put you on the spot here with a little question about that. Do you, have you found it frustrating for you sometimes when you're in like a dry season and you see people with genuine faith around you and they're not, they're not trying to say, oh, just have faith. They're not trying to put pat answers or things like that on you. They're just, they're faithful with you and they're praying for you and they're, you know, it's, it's a, it's not canned, but has it, it can be, you just said, insp- inspiring for you and helpful for you. Has it been frustrating sometimes? Yep. Okay. Especially with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember a particular season in Brooklyn. It probably spanned a year hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. And it was very annoying. <laughs> Because you didn't understand at all. I didn't. And I would like to think I could handle a season like that better now than that. Because that was fairly early on, wasn't it? I don't know how it would be now. <laughs> it, you know, it's people are different roles in your life. <laughs> I was not the and role you, for helping her out with that. No, season. that wasn't yours. <laughs> That wasn't your spot, and you're not supposed yeah. to be everything for me, and That's you right. never will be. That's right. Sorry, but yeah. I love you. No, it's <laughs> well, yeah, um, a marriage relationship is great and provides a lot, but it is not every relationship that yes. you need in your life, and right. that's very true. Yes, right. Okay. Well, I think that's good to hear too. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone everyone needs to hear something like that as well. So, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of or I can edit it out. Depends afterwards. on. Yeah, I think. It's, <laughs> I think it's, I think the answer is it depends. Yeah. Um, okay. But I will say, you know, for anyone who's been through any struggles, when there's someone who doesn't seem to have a depth of having had struggle, hmm. but, um, but they still seem to have answers for you. Like, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know? want, I'm not looking for answers from a book. I don't want any yeah. answers from anything or even your thoughts. Well, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not what I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes there have been times when I have asked, do you need something from me? Mm-hmm. Or are you looking for something? And she'll say no. And that's okay. I need to just be like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know? So... Yes, good communication. That's <laughs> that's key. Uh, another thing that's, again, kind of tied to what Andrews was talking about is the testimonies or stories of God working. So I know <clears throat> in recovery, this was is huge for me. In, in recovery settings, it can be really tricky because you can get so down on yourself when you fall again, when you mess up again, when you when you recognize the, the damage that you've caused from your areas of, of struggle um, to hear the stories of people who have been there and done that and are not not perfect, but have come out the other side with stories of hope, with experiences of God coming through for them, it can really be helpful for me. So hearing testimonies can really draw me back to God. It's not... It's not apologetics. It's not a theology book. It's mm-hmm. a story of God actually working mm-hmm. and seeing the fruit of a relationship with God uh, in someone else that can really, really uh, draw you back to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, music is another thing that really helps me. Music is a heart language for me. Both Andrew and I are, are musicians, and 
Uh, so yeah, listening to music of, of all kinds can really draw my affections mm-hmm. to God. Uh, s- s- somber songs talking about difficulties and stuff, uh, theologically rich and heavy songs, uh, even hymns uh, can can draw me. Like really loud rap music that is really just that can just charge me up and fire me up. Like hey, yeah, God is God's working and all this kind of thing. So yeah, music is a big part of that for me as well. Mm-hmm. Anything to add to that one? Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. You yeah, guys remember I'm, Dittos? Anybody yeah. listening remember no. Dittos? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and for me, kind of piggybacking off of that, dance has been a, a mm. language of worship for me at times mm. throughout my life. Um, yeah. In a, kind of in a different. Yeah. Now, would you say, again, putting you on the spot with the question, would you say that that is something that being in love with God or, or, or feeling that moves you to do or doing that moves you in your love and affections for God? Or is it a little bit of both? Does probably, it not have to be? Probably both. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would say probably both. Yeah. I don't mean to like force it into an either or. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, Dance is not one of my worship languages. So, <laughs> so yeah, just wondering. Yeah. That's that's enough for now on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another thing, another discipline that I've used over the years, I haven't done it so much lately, but um, over the years, which has been super just helpful for me, is a discipline called SPARTSLA. It's an acronym. Uh, and it, it, But part of this <clears throat> devotional method of SPARTSLA is listening to God mm-hmm. and writing down what you're hearing from Him after having spent time in prayer, after having spent time in Scripture, um, after having spent time listening and meditating, uh, there's a portion where you can just write down some thoughts that God has been saying to you through that time. <clears throat> and that has been huge for me uh, in in moving my affections to God and, and hearing from him and hearing his heart for me. And as I get to know his heart for me, it grows my heart for him. And so uh, if anyone has any questions about the Spartzla devotional method, maybe we can do a, one more thing on it or something like mm-hmm. that. I can, or I can just talk to you in person, whatever. It's fine. Ryan but that's a book been a on big it. <laughs> you can yes. read the book. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's uh, that's just one thing that has helped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Another thing that came to mind is the faith and prayers and questions and experiences of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any all of those things at different times. Um, the way that they... I'm not going to say like blind faith because it's not blind. And even simple feels like the wrong word. Mm. Um, But genuine maybe Mm. is what I'm getting at. That's a good word. Yeah. Just genuine faith and love for God Mm. and a a confidence of his love for them Mm -hmm. um, that I, that I don't see come as easily as we get older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so being able to witness and observe that on a regular basis is a, is a tremendous privilege. Mm. <clears throat> and um, there are so many times when, you know, they will, they will pull out something from scripture all on their own that seems truly inspired by the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. 
that's that's real truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes and they'll, always... they'll like remind me to pray for something. Yeah. You know, like we'll to be talking about something really heavy, something going on with somebody in the family or a friend or something, and and one of them will just be like, "Can we can we pray for them?" I'm like, yeah, that that's a great idea. Let's <laughs> let's Man, do that. That should have been my yeah, idea. That should have been. I should have thought of that. I should have suggested that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's probably better. But yeah, know. yeah, that's really great. Yeah, hearing their prayers, yeah, is really yeah. is really great. Um. Another thing that we've done, we just finished watching, going through the first three seasons of The Chosen with our fa- our whole family. And that can really help you move your mm. affections as well. As you see, I, I as you see what I think is a pretty faithful depiction of Jesus uh, and the ministry of the early disciples and everything that Jesus was starting there, uh, I at least feel like it is a fairly faithful representation of things. And... Um, and our kids have just grown to love Jesus. <laughs> in, as, as have I. Yeah, in yeah. that through that show, as have I too. And it's just it's been wonderful to see to see that happening. So yeah, another plug for the chosen here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yep, yeah. And then another um, another thing that has drawn my affections um, is a kids' version of the Bible that is just I think it's my favorite version I've ever read. Now, it doesn't have everything in it, as most kids' Bibles do. Don't. Whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just, yeah, I just love it. I'm looking really quickly to see if there's... And so what is it called? Um, it is called the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah. And they do a really great job. Um, the illustrations, I think, are really cool yeah. first, but also of just connecting everything yeah. mm-hmm. into Jesus. And it, one of the little taglines on the front of the book, which is really cool, it says, every story whispers his name, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. It just kind of connects things back to Jesus through the whole, through the whole Bible. Um, let me just read a teeny little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is, I think it's kind of, yeah, so it's in bridging the gap between the Old and the New Testament. It says, I can't stop loving you. You are my heart's treasure but I lost you. Now I'm coming back for you. I am like the sun that gently shines on you, chasing away darkness and fear and death. You'll be so happy. You'll be like little calves running free in an open field. I'm going to send my messenger, the promised one, the one you've been waiting for, the rescuer. He is coming, so get ready. Hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna put this next to the bed. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one again. Yeah, yeah, I should. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like I should read that. Gosh. Yeah. So that's that's another one that's that's just beautiful. As we were reading it, it's like this isn't this is more for us <laughs> than for our kids. It's just beautiful. The Jesus Storybook Bible. If you don't have that one, even if you don't have kids, go get it. It's it, mm-hmm. it is really it's beautiful devotional reading. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of the things that Andrew and I have have done and, and continue to do. Um, date night ideas and your relationship. That's with the right. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus date night ideas. Yeah. So kind of put the uh, the fizz back in the pop, right? <laughs> so anyway, all right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us for another one more thing, and we'll see you all on Sunday. See ya. Bye.